Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Your Way to Work, the show that speaks not to employers and not to business owners, but to you, our fellow workers on the workplace floor. I'm your host, Christian Witten, and I'm going to skip our usual intro because today we have with us none other than Hetty Brits. Most of you will remember Hetty from episode seven of this past season for our Mother's Day special. We talked about her book, Unnatural Law. Today, we're bringing her back onto the show to talk about her latest work, Tall Trees. And at that, listeners, I'm going to say take a seat, pull out a notebook and pen, and enjoy the show. Hi, listeners. This is Rick Witted at On Your Way to Work, and I've got in studio with me a very familiar voice. So if any of you have listened to our Mother's Day special in 2016, then she'll be all too familiar with you. This is the unnatural mom, Hetty Brits. Hetty, welcome back to On Your Way to Work. How are you? I'm still well, Rick, and you? I'm doing good. So you gave me the privilege of joining the show uh, a while ago before Unnatural Mom was released. And we're on the eve of that release now. And I just want to remind the listeners, uh, please go to Amazon.com or you can go to HettyBrits.com. And uh, that book or access and more information about it is available there. I got Hetty back on the show because she really is a kindred spirit with me in all things workplace and career and why we do and why we are who we are in the workplace. So she's not only the unnatural mom, Hetty is the tall trees lady. So Hetty, <laughs> I'm just fascinated at the concept tall trees. Where did that come from? Well, we have a saying in South Africa, um, in Afrikaans, I, I'm going to say it in Afrikaans, fang die wind. <laughs> and what that is in English is tall trees catch the most wind. And the idea of leaders needing to know who they are so that they can remain standing, even when the circumstances aren't ideal, uh, is the foundation of tall trees. We believe that every person is a tall tree. Every person has leadership qualities when they are planted in the right space. And when they are in the right space doing what they were meant to do, they give shade to a lot of people and they can they can send out their seeds on the wind. They become effective contributors in society. So there's two key things you mentioned there that I want to touch on. So one, you, you use the word leaders. And so uh, one of the things I'm so proud about uh, with this show is that um, there's so many voices talking to leaders. And I, I talk directly to the people on the workplace floor and, and bring on folks. So when you say leader, who, who are you referring to? Because many people are going to think you're talking about their boss. <laughs> oh, no. You know, we have a leader when there's a birthday party and somebody needs to put in the song happy birthday to you and be the first one to sing the first note, that is leadership. Uh, we also need a leader when we're walking down the street and there's trash on the sidewalk and somebody needs to take the initiative to pick it up. So a leader is the person who is able to identify the connection between what, what they see as a need and what they can offer. Are there moments in the workplace 
where we totally miss an opportunity to be viewed as a leader. And could, could you speak to why that would be? Yes, it is when we do not use our strengths that we were given. A lot of people who are introverted and not what we typically think of as, as the natural leader, um, a lot of these people have profound strengths, such as keeping the big picture in mind, the, the ability to make peace, uh, the ability to see where each person in a team would be their best. But this person keeps it to themselves very often. And they think to themselves, oh, this is never going to work. Uh, they should have done this or they should have done that. Or, hey, these people are getting into a fight. There's conflict brewing here. And unless we also label them leaders in the workplace, they will not step up and be the ones to make peace and be the ones to point out um, the strengths in others. So it's often our fault um, as writers, as speakers, when we single out only this, the bold and the extroverted as leaders and we don't activate what is in our introverted leaders. So I can, I can see right away the, the faces of some of the listeners. You've really gotten their attention now. Maybe they're not the, the life of the party kind of person, nor do they want to be that kind of person. So exactly, can you speak to them? You know, what are a couple of things that they can do to really bring out the leadership in who they are? And, and maybe even a more important question, why should they do it? We are a bit like a garden, all of our different personalities. And when you only have a bunch of oak trees, you don't have a garden. Uh, you have something that looks artificial and, and cold and uninteresting. All of our unique designs together make for a beautiful natural landscape. And that is true in the workplace that... Unless on every level and in every task, we have people who really step up, we will have a mess. Um, and it'll look like these black and white movies where everybody marches in line and it's these sweatshops where everybody just comes in, clocks in and clocks out. There'll be no creativity, no invention. But the moment we realize that we should never copy the person next to us, we should constantly seek out the unique contribution that we can make, then everything changes. So what if I am in an environment and, you know, my boss is an oak tree and he likes oak trees or she likes <laughs> oak trees. And, you know, I'm just not, I don't want to be an oak tree. I'm, I feel the pressure to be an oak tree. I'm not comfortable being an oak tree. What do you say to that person? Be an advocate for yourself in a respectful manner. Start by affirming the oak tree <laughs> that would want you to comply. Say, sir, what I admire about you are A and C. What I feel I can contribute to this particular challenge is C, D, and E. So we do have this overlap on C, and I want to cooperate with you. But there are things where I don't feel comfortable with A and B, uh, but I can contribute E and D, which, which are unique. Um, and sometimes we'll have to repeat that. And sometimes we won't be heard and we'll have to prove that. Uh, but we cannot wait for somebody to give us permission 
to be ourselves. That is not their responsibility because they are looking through tinted glasses. They can only see life from their vantage point. And the people who sit around and wait for people to open the door for you to be yourself will be sitting around for a long time. That's right. You know, listeners, here's a word picture of what Hetty is talking about. So imagine there's a, a team, they're sitting at the conference table. We've all been there. And there's this great discussion going on and there's these points being made and now there's this love group fest of everybody loving and agreeing to the point. And here I am, Rick Witted, and I've got an idea that does not quite gel with those points. Or I'm adding insight, something that we haven't thought about in those points. And Rick Witted, uh, I don't want to be the odd person, so I don't say anything. And what we may find out later is that the very blind spot that everyone who was an oak tree had, because they only speak oak tree, uh, ended up causing the business uh, a delay, a bump, a loss, you know, confusion or whatever, or, or even worse, an impact to the client. So now imagine, had I spoke up, and I think this is where Hetty is coming from, you know, you have to embrace who you are and realize when your manager, your boss, the leader is different from you, that means their viewpoint is also different. And there are going to be times you can see things that they can't see. And I think Hetty said something extremely important. No matter how you convey that, no matter how you discuss that, you have got to do it carefully and respectfully. But you do have to do it. And the self-knowledge is so crucial here because if I, for instance, know about myself that I see the, the problem with the budget and the timeline and the manpower um, and, you know, all of the reality issues with a creative idea, I need to understand to get my timing right. Because when we are in that boardroom brainstorming a box. I am not the best person to make my contribution right now. So I need to hold back because I, I tend to rain on the parade and I know that about myself. So I'm, I need to have enough self-knowledge to know that once these wild dreamers who are completely unrealistic and crazy, when they finally um, decide which crazy idea we're going with, then I am going to get that crazy idea on my table and, and I am gifted in making it work to the budget and, and molding it to the timeline. And, and once that idea is on my table, I can complain <laughs> and I can say we're going to have to chop off this bit of the, the, the program um, to make this work. Now is my time. So it's not just about what I'm good at. It's also at where in the process flow do I step up? Um, if I know I am the big picture person, then I don't interfere when the numbers are crunched and the schedules are, are set up because that's just not my thing. You know that person that we all know who is so excited about the potential and who's giving all of those out-of-the-box ideas? They disappear when the work gets done. <laughs> we don't see them again until we have the party where we celebrate this great success of the company. They pitch up there again and everybody hates this person because he just, I mean, he just dreams up crazy ideas that we need to make work and then he doesn't get down and dirty with us 
and then he pitches up at the after party. But when we understand personality types and we, when we understand leadership styles, we learn that had this person been part of the executing team, he would have broken it. He really would have. And if he had to do the budgets, he would have broken those as well. So he designed to put that massive energy in right at the beginning and then just celebrate with us at the end. It's, and that is his leadership style and it is valid um, and it is authentic. So when you were on with us earlier in the year during Mother's Day, we kind of gave the listeners a little hint of this garden uh, of trees that you've got. So Hetty, why don't you talk to us about these four tree types that you describe in tall trees and how are these people, as you said, socially at work in life? What are their view profiles? Let's start with the palm trees. Now, I imagine palm trees on the beach always. To me, they are the fun-loving guys who bring the fun to the workplace as well. Socially, they are the more the merrier. They are the life of the party. Um, and at the workplace, they are the creative ones, the, the out-of-the-box thinkers, uh, the inventors, and the motivators. Is this our marketing department? <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> Just don't let them speak to the media because they're going to oh, overpromise gotcha. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, but yes, they are great at that, great communicators. And in their live view, their motto is, let's do it the fun way. If there's no fun to be had, what's the point? That is what they are after. But they are not shallow because for them, it is about the happiness of other people. They don't see sense in their lives unless they can make other people happy. And we often miss that. We think they're just about themselves. They are not. Uh, they're about the people around them. Hetty, what's one important thing that this type of person should be aware of in the workplace? They should be aware of the fact that other people need them to be structured so that they can manage them more easily because they tend to be really flighty and unpredictable um, and that makes other people sometimes pull back a little. So they need to give us more structure, <laughs> short emails. <laughs> yes, bullet points. And then, uh, and not those starry bullet points that look like flowers, square <laughs> ones, please. <laughs> the box with trees, they're the opposite. They're in a box. They, they love the routine, the rules, the structure, the budgets. Um, and they are the ones who tend to strike through some of the suggestions that just sound crazy. They're also the people that we go to when we need somebody to execute 100%. They are quickly known as the perfectionists with the high standard and the dependables who will not go to the bathroom, eat or sleep until the job is done because that's what they can do. They can go into work mode very seriously and just get it done. They do have a thin skin, though. So even though they're extremely efficient in the workplace, when we look at their social profile, we have a person who is easily offended, who fills in the gaps when you don't speak, and they, they don't give you the benefit of the doubt. They assume you meant something by what you just did. <laughs> um, they read between the lines, and they don't put a positive message in there. So sometimes relationally, they are a challenge. But in terms of work, they are the one to go to their life view is very black and white um, they believe there's one right way one good way and it's very difficult for them to be flexible 
and to work with grey areas and to work with people who don't think like them. They have a bit of an idea that everybody wants to be like them. They're just having a really hard time because <laughs> they're not good enough. So they can come across as holier than thou and as the ones who feel they have, you know, the monopoly on, on the good stuff. Um, but once we affirm them and we make them feel safe emotionally, they they are just fantastic in the workplace. So what's the one important thing that the boxwood tree personality type should be aware of at work? They should be aware of, of the fact that they have a very narrow definition of success, right and wrong, and good practice. And that that definition will have to stretch if they are going to work effectively within a team. Wow, that's good advice. Okay, next tree. It's good stuff. Next tree would be the rose bush. <laughs> and the rose bush is, you know, the flowers, which speaks of productivity and achievement, along with the thorns. And when we look at them in the workplace, they are fearless. They do not mind the risk. They love the pioneering work in the company. Um, they don't mind being the leader. In fact, they insist on it. And But then the the thorns come in in the social profile. They are brutally honest and they will step on people to get to the top if if we don't stop them or if they're not mature enough to realize that they're doing that and to, to mend their ways. Uh, so socially, they are a challenge. They're, they're the ones where when you call them, they say, yes, what is it? And then you, you cannot even remember what you wanted to ask because you're so intimidated um, <laughs> by just this, you know, or they, they will pick up the phone and say, speak, <laughs> and, and you won't be able to. So they're not great over the phone. They have a zero tolerance for people bringing their personal life into the workspace. Work is serious because their life view is it's all about winning. You have to get to the top. Everybody needs to be their best. And they do their best, and so should you. Um, so if we talk about what they need to know about themselves, then it, the key thing is they need to understand that people who are less assertive and slower than them are not weak. They are only different. Because arrogance is one of the things that creep in very easily with a rose. So the last personality type is, is what I call the pine tree. And I, I picked this metaphor because they are as calm as that sense that comes over you when you step into a pine forest. It's cool. You want to picnic there. It's just a place of, of harmony. And that is what this person is after. And these people get stepped on in the workplace because they are not assertive. They do not advertise themselves. They have strings that they don't tell us about. And they work slowly and deliberately um, and deliberatively. And they back away from conflict. So they are easily viewed as dispensable. But they are actually the power in our workforce because they are loyal. They refine systems until the systems run very light, very cheap, and very easy, because that's what they're after, something that works and that doesn't take a lot of sweat, because <laughs> they're they're a little lazy sometimes, or they appear to be so, but it's because they are about efficiency. And they are the people who pick up the temperature in the, in the workplace. They know who's okay and who isn't. And sometimes this is not valued nearly highly enough, because we 
we often think we can do it without teamwork and we can, you know, people don't need to get along. They just need to work together. But these are the people who know that that doesn't really work well. When people get along, the, the productivity and the efficiency will will flow from that. Their social profile is problematic because they don't speak and you need to give 80% in the relationship and they will give 20. But that 20 will absolutely be worth it because it will be filled with words that make sense, with wisdom and with the big picture perspective that they are so great at. But they will not always be at the party and if they are there, they will be plastered against the wall but they are the friend everybody needs, though. And and this person in the workplace? They need to step up with the strengths that they have because they defraud us when they don't give us their wisdom and their perspective. And they don't do that because they're afraid of the consequences when they speak up, but we need them, uh, especially in the Western world where we have, I think, lost our way a lot in terms of just balancing how important people are as opposed to just product and profit margin. And they're always our conscience when it comes to those things. So let me ask a question. If, if, I, if I know my profile and I know yours, how do we use this um, as a positive at work and at home? We adapt. <laughs> That's what we absolutely have to do. None of us are so important that we can have communication our way, have the work environment our way, and have communication through media our way. We all need to adapt. So if I know you are a rosebush and I am a boxwood, then I know you are looking for the bottom line. So when I have typed up my email, I shorten it to half the word count that I started off with out of respect for you as a rose who just wants the bottom line. So when I know these things about you, if I really care about team, I adapt. And then if you send me bottom line and I feel insecure, then I'm allowed to say, um, may I have a deadline, please? Or can you tell me which three things are most important to you? And then if you know I am that boxwood and I need those bullet points, then you will give it to me. So it's about that respect that I will, I will try my best to speak to you in a way you can hear me. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out on a limb here, listeners, no pun intended, and say, so I have taken Hetty's test, her assessment, and I am a rose bush. Now, I got to tell you, Hetty, as I started reading through this, it was a little scary. felt like you were in my backyard here. So apparently I am work. I'm a contra lollipop. And then both socially and life view, I'm a rose bush. So I don't know if I'm kind of throwing you off the script here, but. I loved looking at your profile because. When the bottom line is you're a rose bush, I'm expecting a more abrasive person, a more to the point person. Uh, um, and you're such a contributor. You're so much about other people and empowering them that I was curious. So that's why we have to look at somebody three dimensionally. And when we look at your work profile, we see you are everything but the boxwood. The lollipop is another word for the boxwood. Boxwood is not known in South Africa. So here we speak about lollipops. So you are a contra box, which, which means the details are not that important, but the people and the bottom line are. So you're all about achieving your goals 
but achieving them in a way where the people are intact and and they are settled and they are happy and they are and they are cared for and that is what we see in what you're doing in this radio program and in in your book you you intensely care about people but you also really care about the achievement and the bottom line that is your work profile overall being a rose means means that you will achieve your goals and that you will be able to do that even when there is a lot of resistance um, you will get to the top but you will not step on people because of what we see there in your in your profile well, it was funny as you were talking and describing the rose, and I, and um, actually, I could hear a little bit of me in each of these trees from from time to time. But as you were describing that, I'll be honest. You know, my wife can tell tell the listeners best. There are times that the the rose can get a little prickly around here as well. So, in full disclosure and honesty, I think you you nailed it on the head here. So, you know, to, to first of all, tell tell our listeners how can they get a hold of this material if they want to really assess who they are and understand a little bit more about themselves. Where can they go? Any member of the public can just log on to talltreestraining.com. And then click on do a test now. And then they can actually take the profile for free. It'll give them their result. But then if they want to have a look at the report and have some information and have those pointers about their communication style, their what we call their forest fires, uh, that's the communication and conflict style, their fertilizer, frostbite, all of those different areas, then they can purchase the report online and it'll come straight to their mailbox. And this is a test. I mean, you remember, Rick, it only took probably 10 minutes to complete. And uh, you get a 36-page report, and it has some life coaching questions so that you can work through this and think about it. And the growth plan that is in the report is called uh, Embrace explore, explain, and expand, because we encourage people to think, to embrace who they are, but also to think about it, explore where they can use their strengths, and also act as an advocate. Explain it to people. They don't, they cannot smell your strengths. You need to tell them um, how you need to be handled, and also what you want to contribute. And then we always say temperament and a profile is never a ceiling and it's never an excuse for unacceptable behavior or poor character or integrity so we also always challenge you in your report to grow and those growth points that you have seen uh, Rick you would not have identified with all of those growth points because you have grown as a person you have matured you have thought about yourself and you have adapted uh, but a lot of people will see growth points there that they will know I need to go and work on this a little bit. Well, and I'll tell you, I did see some for me as well. I, I did love taking the test. I took it right on my, my phone, actually. So it was very simple and very easy to do. Uh, and uh, honestly, it was pretty much to the point. I, I'll tell you the thing that I liked most about what you were just speaking of in my work style, which is really what um, careerwit.com focuses on. I'm I'm less about the personalities, but asking a very specific question. How does this individual define what a promotion is to them or what career progression looks like and means to them? And it's so interesting that my workplace style, the 
the Contra Lollipop style here of Team First is actually my primary core value. We call that in the world of four Ps, we call it personal security, the idea that the team is most important in do I trust those I work with and do I value those and do they do they value me? Am I a key player on the team? So it's very interesting to see these two things dissect. You know, I do want to give Hetty a plug because I know we've got some business owners and, and, and managers that are listening to the show as well. The report does a really good job of laying out um, in a in a constructive, uh, even it could be in a group learning style. There's some very good reflective e- exercises in here. So, so Hetty, I know you've got a couple hundred coaches that actually are going into corporate America and schools uh, all all over the place uh, with this book. If I've got a a business owner or a corporate leader who wants to get a hold of you and your team, uh, how can they reach you? Well, we are in South Africa, but we are all listed on that website. We are all on talltreestraining.com under the facilitators link. Um, But we get on a plane and we fly to you. (laughs) No problem. Um, A lot of us have worked internationally and I will, you know, I will be in the States through August, uh, September and October this year. And I'm available. Great. And if they want to reach you, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, through the Tall Trees website is a really good way to reach me. My contact details are there at Contact Us. And also through my Facebook page, um, my LinkedIn profile as well. Uh, my Facebook page is Hetty Brits Author Speaker. Great. And that website is www.talltreestraining.com. Hetty, thanks again uh, for joining us on On Your Way to Work. Be blessed. You too, Rick. Goodbye. Listeners, thank you for tuning in today. As always, you can check us out at facebook.com forward slash rawitted, tweet us at rawitted, or email us at rick at rawitted.com. And if this show has been helpful in any way, please take a moment to visit us on iTunes and leave us a rating review. By doing that, you can help this show move up in the rankings and continue on for years to come. Thank you for tuning in today and have a blessed week.